In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Six candidates for St. Joseph City Commission met last night for a candidate forum. They discussed their views on a wide number of city issues, spanning affordable housing, short-term rentals, parking, business and tourism, the parks, and more. One of the most animated segments was during questions on the Centennial Park Project, where the city has had to revisit a pump house design because the projected cost has more than doubled to $1.7 million. Incumbent, Brooke Thomas. We had a plan in place that had all the fancy stuff doing this expenditure of $40,000 to rethink it and maybe cut off some of these bells and whistles is really important because in the long run, we are going to save the city a lot of money. One of the five challengers for the three open seats on the commission, James Christopher Lannert, disagreed. This whole thing is silly. I mean, can you imagine spending $1.7 million on a 20 by 40 structure uh, just across the field over here? I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with the philosophy. There's nothing wrong with trying to figure out a better way to maintain the pumps. There's a whole bunch of things, but, but we're chasing a horse we're not going to catch. Of the six candidates, the top three vote-getters this November will serve on the St. Joseph City Commission. The election is November 7. The candidates are Michael Fernandez, James Christopher Lannert, Sean Osborne, Brooke Thomas, Tess Ulrey, and David Yardley. The full video of the candidate forum is available on WSJM's Facebook page. The Benton Harbor Area Schools Board of Education has finalized a contract with Dr. Kelvin Butts to serve as the district superintendent. He's been serving on an interim basis since last summer when former Superintendent Andre Townsell left. The board has extended the interim contract for Butts several times and now it's offering him something final after what it calls intense negotiations. The board says the new two-year contract embodies the collective best interests of our educators, students, and community at large. It adds the agreement is a forward-thinking compensation package reflecting its confidence in Butts and that it will serve effectively. Butts was the principal of Fair Plain Middle School before moving into the district's top administrative position. Tours of the St. Joseph Lighthouse were full this year, showing the second-highest number of visitors ever recorded. Heritage Museum and Cultural Center Director Marco Tomasi told St. Joe City Commissioners this week the 2023 season has recorded 6,925 visitors and generated more than $16,000 in sales. 4,500 more than we saw last year, so huge improvement. We saw visitors, and by self-report, out of the visitors themselves in their guest book, East Coast, West Coast, down to Florida, all the way up to Alaska. Europe, Africa, South America. Damasi said they also had more tour guides than ever with 19 unpaid volunteers to help lead the tours. This year marked a full return to the Lighthouse tour schedule after COVID shut things down. It's also Tomasi's first year as the director of the museum. He said tours started in May and will conclude October 15. Lakeshore Public Schools has seen a slight enrollment decrease this year, but it was a smaller decrease than had been expected. Speaking to the Lakeshore Board of Education this week, District Chief Financial Officer Tracy Aldhouse said revenues this year have been higher than budgeted for because of the enrollment. The district last year had 2,686 students, but planned for a drop of 36 students this year. Instead, they only lost 17. So when we budgeted back in June, we budgeted for about 2650 That's based on our enrollment projections from Dr. Fred Ignavich, whom we use every year. Our enrollment came in much better than expected. Our unaudited student count as of Wednesday was 2669.3, I believe. So definitely an increase. We we're very happy to see that. The district gets about $9,600 per student from the state. 
Aldhouse said partly as a result of the good enrollment news, the projected revenues for the year went from $36.4 million to $37 million. She added, expenditures have also been up, partly due to the hiring of a social worker, a special education teacher, and a young five teacher. The latest audit for Hager Township shows the community is in good financial shape. Township Supervisor Izzy DiMaggio tells us the township board this week heard that the general fund balance stands at $1.4 million, growth of around $46,000 from last year. It showed that we're in, in great financial shape. Our revenues for all the funds exceeded the expenditures. We have healthy balances in all the funds, especially the general fund. I think we got like 189% of fund balance over expenditures, so that's, that's like a couple years of revenue. The township took in $830,000 this past year and spent $783,000. DiMaggio says it's facing some challenges, though. They include the cost of a new five-year contract with Medic One for ambulance service. And a cost of about $89,000 a year. So with costs of income living increases, that's probably about $500,000 we're looking at over five years. So that's a major challenge. DiMaggio says the township is also expanding the public safety building to make room for Medic One. Plus, it's got some costly drain projects coming up. He credits the staff and trustees with the positive audit, saying Hager Township has no debt. Michigan Works brought together high school students from Coloma and St. Joseph for its annual manufacturing day at Max 3 in Benton Harbor last week. Michigan Works Business Solution Manager Michael Mompremier tells us the 62 students touring the state-of-the-art manufacturing facility learned a bit about the manufacturing career path. He says the industry is facing a shortage of workers. In our area specifically, manufacturing is a core sector, but the manufacturing space overall, there's about 30% or so of individuals in the manufacturing space, or 55 and above. And so in about 10 years or so, many of them will be exiting the workforce. So it's important that we reinvigorate the talent pipeline and bring exposure to it. In addition to touring the site, the students had the opportunity to demonstrate virtual reality headsets to experience careers in manufacturing themselves. Mom Premier says getting students exposed to the kind of technical careers possible in manufacturing is key to helping employers find the workers they need. If you're in the market for a bicycle, then the St. Joseph Department of Public Safety may have something for you. Director Steve Newbecker tells us they're going to hold an auction this weekend. It's on Saturday. Up for grabs will be all kinds of bikes. Bicycles were found abandoned in the city and various other things, and we'll be auctioning them off to the community. Newbecker says the auction proceeds will go back into the city's general fund. The auction will be held Saturday at the St. Joseph Public Works Building at 1160 Broad Street. The viewing of the items, the bicycles, starts at 7 a.m., and the auction itself starts at 8. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.